Hey guys, welcome to Lauren.Live, the spirituality, health, and lifestyle podcast. Today I have Matt Kahn with me from, he's in Portland. How are you? I'm amazing. How are you? I'm great. I was just telling (laughs) Matt I'm having a little, I had an allergy spell, so you guys will, if you've listened, you know this is not my normal voice, so be a raspy, raspy chick today, but uh, I'm doing good and I'm super excited to have you. I've been following you on Instagram for several months and I love your mm. content. Thank you. Um, I can just tell that you're a very loving, sweet soul. So I'm mm. really honored to have you on the show. And um, just a quick intro, I'll let him you know, tell a lot more about himself, but he is the author of The Universe Always Has a Plan and he is the creator of Total, the Total Integration Program. Yeah. Um, we'll get into more of his work, but uh, let's dive in because I'm sure we have a lot to talk about. Um, how are you doing? What are you feeling? What's going on? There's a lot going on right now mm-hmm. in the world and it's very heavy. I've talked to a lot of friends lately, yeah. a lot of stuff, tragic stuff. What, what do you think is going on? Like spiritually? Well, it's, a very heavy, it's a very heavy time. It's yeah. a very deep time. It's a very ripe time. It's a very fertile time. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shifting and transition that's going on in particular in this part of the ascension, because what humanity is going through right now is an ascension. And when we look around the world, we, we, we look around at, in particular, the behavior of people. It's hard to kind of see a greater good being birthed because what we're actually seeing is just the way the ego consciousness is interpreting this energetic change that's happening from the inside out. So I think there's a couple different things happening. There's the way we see it happening and there's the way it's happening energetically. Uh, very specifically, if we look at a certain pattern, it starts to kind of all make a little more sense and seem a little less, um, God, what's the sacred word I want to use? Wonky doodle. Yes, less wonky doodle, which is one of my favorite <laughs> words. Because you look in the word, you go, what is happening? And wonky doodle is like just a way of encapsulating insanity. But the pattern that the universe taught me, and this is how I look at things individually and collectively, it's a three-word phrase, and it's, absorption foreshadows transcendence. And what that means is, is that first we get absorbed into something. It builds up a certain pressure of absorption, of identity, of identification within ourselves. And that pressure actually creates a release, a clearing, and a healing that leads to the transcendence of what we were were absorbed in. So, for example, when the George Floyd thing happened, we were all experiencing deep absorption into racism, systemic racism and uh, white privilege and things that really needed to be spoken and seen, uh, abuse and and a lot of different levels of um, police and all sorts of things. So there was an absorption and then there created this explosive release and we saw people taking to the streets and this kind of release and explosion of energy. And then that starts to lead to more of a transcendence where on an individual level, and of course individual happens before collective, we start to see a transcendence, 
transcending the barriers of racism, a coming together of humanity, right? And so now we are experiencing an absorption of fear, the heaviness of fear. What side are people on? Do I do this? Do I not do this? Am I safe? Do I wear a mask? Right? We're absorbed in fear. It's leading to an inevitable release that leads to the transcendence of fear. So if we all can remember absorption foreshadows transcendence, we start to see sequencing of events instead of just looking at the world and shutting down or lashing out. Wow. I love, that's a good uh, little summary. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with you though. I mean, I think that's one thing that's been huge for my spiritual growth is fear. I had a lot of anxiety issues in the past and I feel that I'm doing a lot better with that because I've realized, you know, fear is, I've talked about it before on this podcast, fear is the, one of the lowest vibrations that we can be in. Yeah. And the ability to, I'm not going to say master because it's a lifelong uh, practice, but yeah, to recognize it and um, the ability to let go of it um, and trust <laughs> the universe is, is very helpful, but definitely there's a lot of fear right now. Whoa. Well, and, you know, one of the ways in which we integrate fear, that would be my word, I would say integrate fear, would be to befriend it. Because Mm. when we are truly afraid, what we are actually afraid of is being afraid. Yeah. And when we actually allow fear, right, perhaps to play its highest purpose, you know, if there was a highest purpose to fear, (laughs) what could it be? And fear is actually the dissolver of a perfectionistic ego Mm. because even when we say you know fear is the lowest vibration or one of them when we identify with it sure but at the same time then we get into this kind of perfectionistic spiritual identity where we're now trying to oh i can't be afraid because that's either breaking the rules it's going to affect what i'm manifesting Mm -hmm. or all these other little things these games we play with ourselves right but if we can actually say wow the benefit of fear is that in the depths of fear, what I don't want to be is afraid. Mm -hmm. And actually, if there is a kernel of consciousness in fear, it is actually the acceptance that being afraid is a natural part of not only the transcendence process I described, it is a natural part of letting go of who you used to be before you step into who you are now. Mm -hmm. And fear is actually also letting us know that we're about to enter a grief cycle where we are purging and clearing who we used to be to make room for who we will become. And so even though fear, when we identify with what's called the object of fear, like I'm afraid of this happening or I don't want this to happen. That's kind of like how the ego kind of gets wrapped up in it. But in consciousness, fear is actually helping us to not be so perfectionistic Mm. in our identity. And it actually gives us the permission to say it's okay to be afraid Mm -hmm. because it's showing me the deeper vulnerability that only I can love. And how can I love vulnerability unless I allow myself to be vulnerable? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good point. Um, Do you feel like maybe kind of the way I interpret that is it's okay to be afraid and I've kind of learned to acknowledge it. Yes. Don't push it away. Sure. I understand. I'm afraid. Thank you, body, for being mm-hmm. anxious. You're trying to protect me. Yes. 
Um, but then it gets to a point where it feels stifling and then I could say, but no, thank you. I, I, I do want to keep moving on. So acknowledging mm-hmm. it, not fighting it, feeling it for mm-hmm. whatever that time period is. And then, yeah, okay, now I'm ready to release you. Is that kind of a, a, a healthy cycle, would you say? I mean, I, I know there's not one way, but yeah, you don't want to get course. too wrapped up right in the fear. Yeah. I, I would say, here's what I would say. It's a very interesting question to pose. I would say that, or I would pose as a question, what if like, okay, I'm with the fear and we say, okay, and I'm ready to release you now. We're ready to release it, but have we really learned everything we're here Mm. to learn from it? Mm. So what if we said, instead of releasing it, which the universe will do through all of us, Mm. what if we were to say, fear, I respect that you are helping me be vulnerable And perhaps I have had my fill of vulnerability, but perhaps vulnerability hasn't had its fill of me. Mm -hmm. So what if I actually say to the fear, come along with me, take the journey with me, fear, fear. You can be with me for as long as you want. People will hear that and it will scare them. Right. But if you really feel into it, what you start to feel is a softening a relaxing because we're no longer at odds with fear. And we're saying, fear, come along for the journey. Be my companion. Mm-hmm. Not my uh, not my guide, my companion. And I will love you and respect you. And you will show me all the parts of me where I have felt vulnerable and unsupported. And I will become the support that I've always desired. Mm-hmm. And if we can bring fear with us, I guarantee you, because I've just seen this so many times in people, fear releases itself. Mm. And part of what I believe is a little bit of an, just an old way of going about it is that we try to be in charge of Mm -hmm. releasing the fear. Fear truly releases itself Mm. when we allow it to be a part of our lives. And then of course we get into these ideas of, well, my life could be better if I didn't have this fear. And all these comparisons, sure. instead of really just th- th- this journey, it's a strange journey because <clears throat> it's a journey guaranteeing your highest maturity and it requires your highest maturity before your highest maturity is even there. Mm. So that's what makes this journey really kind of complex. <clears throat> so what if, as a question, what if we said, are we invited as much as I hate feeling fear as much as I'm done being vulnerable, as much as I'm done with fear. Fear, you're not done with me. I invite you to be a part of my journey and thank you for helping me to be more authentic in my expression. Mm. Wow. See, this is why I love doing this because I get to talk to different people and mm. new perspectives and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that. I'm going to try that. Good. I think the resistant thing, you know, we're just so trained or whatever to, you know, resist something that doesn't makes us feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But you got to feel it and you got to sit with stuff. Yeah. Pain, sorrow, grief, fear. Those yeah. are the things that really help us grow and they're uncomfortable. Right. Uncomfortable. This is not and that's an what we're journey. going through collectively, individually right. and collectively right now. There's so much discomfort and division forcing us all really to look at what's going on inside in our society, our government. I think it's a good thing. It's just, it's really uncomfortable. 
It's very uncomfortable. And what's interesting is from the perspective of ego, discomfort is what needs to be escaped. Mm. And from the perspective of consciousness, discomfort is what ripens our vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And it's the true comfort is when we find in truth. And truth is only as uncomfortable as the history of time we've taken to avoid it. Mm. So if we've all been avoiding truth and we've been hiding in avoidance of truth, whether it's through bypassing, whether it's through addictive patterning, whether it's through, you know, whatever vice relationship, whatever that we use to avoid truth. And what's really strange is when an ego structure develops a desire for a spiritual journey, it avoids truth by seeking truth. Mm. And so we're now living in a time in history where there's no denial, there's no avoidance, there's no relief from vulnerability. Mm -hmm. There is only the invitation to find relief in vulnerability. Yeah. And, and boy, that's, a, that's a deep one. Isn't that what we're all trying to do? Almost probably too yeah. much finding truth, right? And one side right. says one thing and the other says, <laughs> and it's in all the topics, everything that's mm -hmm. happened probably in history, but right now, one science study says this and that, and we're just trying to find the truth, but who knows anymore? And so I really feel like there's probably so much more truth within us. We just, we're looking mm -hmm. outward at all this commotion and really we have what we need yes. inside, mm -hmm. but we really haven't been taught that in school, <laughs> no. you know, a lot of our households and not because anyone's bad. We just, we didn't know we weren't conscious. It's starting to really come out, you know, we yeah. talk about this on this podcast a lot. Whatever the topic is, yoga, meditation, mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff wasn't talked about several decades. I mean, it was, but it wasn't as popular mainstream. That's what I would say, this great awakening. Things are coming out. Yeah. It's really cool that we can talk about this stuff. Mm -hmm. Hey, all these years we've been taught this, but you really have what you need inside. You don't always have to just listen to authorities and other people. Right. But then you're getting scolded now or censored for saying things like that. Right. It's kind of a tricks your mind. So, I mean, <laughs> what do you, what are some good tips that, you know, you think uh, we could share with people that are struggling with, you know, the media, social media, you want to know what's going on. And it's pretty hard to not know these days, but <laughs> like you said, with the fear, I, I just tend to limit myself because I find it very toxic for my energy. Mm -hmm. Um because I find it very fear-driven. Um, right, right. What do we do? We have to be part of society. This is part of our human experience, right? So right. how do we kind of balance participating in society, but also, you know, just, whoa, like centering ourselves and being right. conscious? That's a great question. And I, and, I, and I have something coming through. I think it's going to be very clarifying. Okay. It's radical if you really take it as deep as it can go. Okay. But the great thing about truth, here's what I'll say. Truth is not a side. And so what's helping people, if they, if they haven't gotten to the help yet, is that if you look at all of these flashes of distraction, social media, news headlines, whatever it is, you're seeing sides. Where you see a side is where you see truth isn't. So sides show you this is not where truth is located. Truth is not a side of is it or isn't it? Because mm -hmm. the truth we're finding in ourselves is a truth that always is. So truth always is. So if we're talking about the truth about 
COVID, whatever. That's the truth about a subject matter. That's an object. That's not what truth represents. Truth represents an inclusivity that embraces all individuals in their pursuit and in their destiny to become heart-centered, spiritually aligned beings. Mm. And we live in a realm of truth in which this vacuum of consciousness called life will, will transform into shapes and forms only to put us in the very vulnerability that deepens our relationship with truth. So I think part of the problem is, is that we've been trained to think of truth as which of these two or four sides are the most truthful. And it's only going to recruit your ego Mm -hmm. to decide which of these do I think is either more plausible, more believable, more likely, or which of them am I the most afraid of? And Mm -hmm. so then I'm going to think that's the truth so I can keep my attention on it and hopefully avoid it. But that's not actually what truth is. Truth is, how is this moment bringing me out of my hiding spot? How is it bringing me like a gravitational force out of the facade of my ego's identity? And how is it that this moment, if I can really see that truth is not a side, and for any of us watching and listening to this, if you did it as a spiritual practice, and this is very helpful, instead of trying to figure out what truth is, because that's what the ego does, because the ego is only the seeker, not the receiver. The soul is the receiver. So the ego must dissolve in order for the soul to receive what the ego has sought, which is kind of the twist in the, in the plot line of this journey. <clears throat> but if you just as a practice held in your mind, Truth is not a side, no matter how convincing someone's trying to be, or no matter how many people go on and on their soapbox and say what they say. And if you just watch life and the insight is truth is not a side. And every time you saw a side, you just said, not it, Mm. not it. You didn't try to figure out what truth is. You just acknowledge what truth isn't. Mm. And if you not it, not it, not it, not it enough. What remains is a vastness of truth within you that is not a side to argue, is simply a space in which your entire maturity and evolution can come to life at a more expedient and incredible rate. Mm. So profound. (laughs) So so it's not what is truth, it's what isn't truth. And then in the absence of what isn't truth, only truth remains, but it has nothing to do with headlines, has nothing, like there is no headline right now talking about the ascension, which is how we can discredit half of them. Right. (laughs) Right. And all we got to look at is, oh, there's a side. Nope. There's a side. Nope. Right. And the hypnosis, the hypnosis is convincing people truth is a side and we need you to come up with your opinion to decide which side you're on. Mm -hmm. That's how we perpetuate division. Right. Right. So if we X out what isn't truth, what is a side, we find a truth that is all inclusive. It is loving. And that all of this we're going through is actually just to pull apart what isn't the highest truth so that we as a planet, as a species can live as a truth that supports all sides. Ah, world peace. 
World peace. <laughs> We're trying to get there. Right. And, and that is precisely why in this conversation about should I do this? Should I do that? To mask, to not to mask, all of that. Like, I appreciate all those perspectives. Sure. And when you wrap up people's livelihoods and life and death into it, it gets real convoluted, yeah, real does. intense. Yeah, very intense. Right. But you talked earlier about the heaviness, which I appreciate. The heaviness is that there's a lot of people caught up in looking at truth as a side. And as we as individuals start to see truth isn't a side, that's when the heaviness starts to dissipate out of our system. So, yeah. Wow. That was really great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. I kind of feel like I used to, you know, we all have our own, you know, individual perspective on things. Mm-hmm. And I used to be really big into just posting all the time and very passionate mm-hmm. about politics. And I've really tailored back um, just because it was too much for me. I don't mind yes, if other sure. people do it. It's my choice and my truth. It's just too much. But I've been observing because I do yes. go on social media. I enjoy seeing what's going on and following my friends. And then there's a, you can't get away from it. There's stuff going on in the world. And I've just been the observer. Mm-hmm. And I've really changed into more of a observer, moderate, where I do. I Again, I get everything you said and I agree. But as a human here, we are still human, right? We still have to make a decision. You're going to get a vaccination or you're not. Yeah. You're going to wear a mask or you're not. Are you going to eat something right now or you're not? We, we, we make physical decisions. That's how we exist. Yeah. Um, but I've really been watching, and I think there are little nuggets of truths mm-hmm. on all sides, but then yeah. there are also not truths. Um, <laughs> we're dissecting this. But yeah. it's interesting. I maybe just urge people, I've learned a lot by just observing, Yeah. listening, and I'm noticing I'm actually not as angry at people. Yeah. I don't want to start debates because, one, I just know it's going to go, it's just forever. But right. I'm realizing everyone is at a different level. Yeah. And I think that's what's helping me with this frustration and division. Everyone's in a different place in their journey, in their soul journey. Some people aren't ready to hear certain things. They might think we're mm. crazy talking about ascension. Um, <laughs> others are right there. Others are just in different places. So I, I say, you know, have some grace for people. Everyone has different experiences. Right. And that's okay. Oh, And absolutely. I do, I think there are truths. If we're going to get into like the human aspect, there are probably truths on both sides. Right. It's just they get very, uh, what's the right word, amplified when they make mm-hmm. the news. And that's where <laughs> things start to get dicey. Right. Well, I think, you know, when, when I'm using the word truth, I'm using truth as truth as in a vehicle that pulls us in the direction of higher spiritual Mm -hmm. evolution. Mm -hmm. Everyone, there is a a kernel of truth in people's perspective. You know, people certainly have the right to have their perspective, but as we as individuals are constantly looking at each person's truth and saying, Ooh, am I for, am I against it? And, and what happens is, is we're not actually holding a space of truth within ourselves. And so when I say, you know, truth is not a side. It's what I'm speaking to is the headlines that are influencing people to try to take sides to, to, to kind of let the clouds part. Yes. 
equally, everyone has something to contribute, a point to make. Everyone has an intention to share. Everyone has something to offer, of course. Mm -hmm. How clear or misguided that's going to be, you know, differs from each soul's journey, each soul's journey. But I think in order for us all to be able to observe, I think the, 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 the bigger headlines have to be seen through. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and really, to me, truth, and I've taught this before many, many times, truth is not what we agree on. Mm-hmm. Truth is a space where we both get to be equally heard. Yeah, I love that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's what right? I was thinking when you just and, said and that. Yeah. So that way, detachment and indifference can actually become a more dynamic form of compassion. Like I hear mercy. you, but yeah. I don't agree with you, but that's okay. And I love you and that's yeah. okay. And we're allowed to be different. Right. Cause each of us are in our own timelines. You know, we, yeah. we, we all believe we're in the same world, but each of us literally live in our own worlds and we're all visiting each other's worlds. And so when someone says, here's how I see it, it's like getting a tour of someone's storefront Yeah, and you are a different store owner. So I think part of the thing is, you know, the sides come from this belief that we're all living in the same world. We are the same reality, but we're not all living in the same world. In fact, all of us are in our own individual timelines. So I, I, you know, and again, I'm just, just building on what you're saying. I think when compassion and mercy, forgiveness, Mm -hmm. love, unity, when these type of things start to grow within us and really pull us past apathy, pull us past indifference, or even sometimes pull us past this very funny stage of detachment, which is, I'm just tired of looking at both sides and I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to be. When really it's, it's about truth is not all of us deciding what we agree on. Right. It's not even about truth is about sacrifices and we're going to compromise. That's how egos interact. That's that's harmony in ego land. Truth is we all got to be heard and respected for whatever we are here to sound into existence. Oh, I love that. Because, I mean, one, look at just human history. If you're more factual, not into the woo woo stuff we're talking about, which I love. But yeah. There's never been a time when everyone's agreed. So to think that's possible is just insane. Like it's never going to happen no matter what the topic right. is, right? Why would we have a million right. different diets floating around people fighting about that or it's any topic. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Keto's good. No, vegan. No, like it doesn't matter. Like we all are just here together. Mm-hmm. It's so hard because the ego, right? But there's no way we're all going to agree on things every second. So why don't right. we spend more time? Mm-hmm to join the process together, trying to learn, respecting, <laughs> and, and just existing. But it's very hard to do. <laughs> it can be, sure. It can be hard, or it doesn't have to be always. But um, yeah, it's very interesting time to be here. So it's a very interesting time to be here. It's, it's extraordinary. Again, this is a ripe opportunity. And, you know, when we feel like life is at its worst, the opportunity to evolve is at its highest. Mm-hmm. And again, that doesn't mean we always have to be in a state of peril in order to evolve. 
But right now we are collectively experiencing an awakening of the planet, right? It's one thing to experience an awakening of the individual. It's another thing to experience the awakening of an entire Mm -hmm. species, a planet, you know, where, where, where mother earth herself says, I can no longer support Mm. this type of behavior patterning. I can no longer support this type of societal, you know, uh, existence. Mm. And and Mother Earth is actually bringing up from within the core a deeper reality to be seen, right? That's the energy that is exposing what's been buried for so long, right? We think of Earth as like what we put, you know, in the Earth. We put a seed underground. So everything that's been buried underground is now coming out Mm. into the open, right? We see the Me Too movements. We see all these different things. Mother Earth's job is to bring everything out into the open. And then the cosmos's job is to bring everything into those open spaces to grow new Mm. layers and levels. And so the heavens and the earth are working together. And we as human beings, as we become more spiritually aligned, are learning to mirror how the cosmos and earth, how the masculine and feminine are starting to uh, coexist in a state of interdependence. And we are healing our codependence. We are healing our isolation. We are healing our traumas. We are healing our wounds so that we can all contribute. We can all participate. We can all be seen. We can all be heard. We can all just be a world of individuals. And I think one of the greatest ways we can do that instead of looking for things we have in common, the more we realize we are different, the more exciting it is to get to know other people. Because Mm -hmm. if you and I are totally different, that means there's so much about you. I get to learn. Right. And if I'm just focused on what we have in common, we are going to enjoy having the same conversation that I don't actually have in my own life because my life is about diversity. My life is about learning and growth. And my excitement is not being around people who I have everything in common with, although that's fine. My excitement is learning things I don't know about and learning about journeys in which my feet have never walked. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really nice uh, topic because, you know, again, like I, seen a lot of people, oh, I'm just going to like stay around people that are like me because it's just too crazy out there and shunning yeah. people that are different. Oh my, you're going to shun, you're going to like cut off all of society and all your friends and you've got to be careful. It's okay to be different. And, but you know, at the same time, you have a lot of similarities too to Absolutely. celebrate. I think we all want to be healthy. We all want to be loved. We all want to grow. Sure. So let's remember that too and help each other. We're all trying to do that. Some are like give, more awake get, than others, but on well, that. I, 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 I give you an example, and, and what just comes up to me, and I, I love what you're saying, and I totally agree. Um, but just, I'll give you an example of, of whatever point is, is trying to be made through, through me at this moment. Yeah. So, and it involves racism, mm-hmm. which is a very big topic for me because I've always been against racism. I've always defended minorities. When I was in school, I was always the person that interrupted bullies and even became a target to bullies because I would rather be a target than someone else being persecuted. And, you know, throughout my life, I've learned a lot about racism. You know, it was very interesting during the George Floyd times because, you know, I've lived my life being, I am someone who's for affirmative action. I am for everyone having equality, you know, and and on a a surface level, I've always been for that. And on the deepest level, I am towards that. 
but it was really interesting. So like the old me, right? If I think of me when I was growing up, I would hear a friend talk about some form of racial bias, profiling, systemic racism. And I would say from my perspective and as an empath, I could go, oh, I really feel your experience. I feel in your body what you felt. And then I would say, and you know, I know what you, I know what you mean because in my life, here's how I've experienced it. Now, what I've learned in my latter years, not that that was wrong, but in completely accepting that I'm only feeling someone else's emotional journey from the shoes that I'm in, right. from the journey that shaped me, and in coming into a complete surrender that says, based on the skin, the, the, the body I'm in, the skin I, I have been woven with, <laughs> I think I can understand from my peaceful perspective. And that's wonderful on one level. Mm -hmm. But if I can accept that I don't know anything about what it's like to live in the shoes of that person, to have those kinds of risks, those kinds of uh, stresses, those kinds of worries and concerns that, that causes a person to not even have what seems like the time and space to even go inward, to even know themselves beyond the danger of their environment. If I can completely accept that I'm only empathing a molecule, right? Then my awareness opens up. I listen with every cell in my body and I say, you know what? I want to know your experience. And instead of paralleling it to your pain is equal to my pain, Mm -hmm. I allow, I can now allow someone else's pain to have nothing to do with mine which means now I'm actually holding space for them and I'm giving them an experience, a course corrective experience, perhaps of someone of my skin color or my gender that is helping them to find safety instead of me reminding them of something tragic or traumatic from their past. And so that's why I say the less we have in common because there's that time where we kind of feel the, oh, I, I feel your pain and here's how I've been in pain. And, and then we try to bring it back to ourselves. Right, right, right. That's actually something for me I've woken up out of. Yeah. I like that. I like um, providing space. I like how you said that. Yeah. We could really all try doing that more for anything, any topic, right? Yeah. And I think when we really don't know people's experiences, if we really feel into it, if I don't know people's experience... Mm-hmm. What is the natural conscious reaction that's going to happen in me? I hear their experience. I don't know it, of it mm-hmm. by the, other than the testimony they share. I have not walked a mile in their shoes. And by not having that in common with them, I'm closer to saying to them, how can I help? And now we are assembling a body of unity consciousness of people who want to help instead of debate people that want to support instead of separate or segregate. And I think that's where the evolutionary progress of this planet really happens in a world of helpful beings, but we can't be helpful until we see who's hurting and needing help. Mm -hmm. And we can't see that until we are all unique. Similarities are wonderful, 
but it also becomes very hypnotizing. Mm-hmm. That's nicely said. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it all comes back <clears throat> to consciousness, right? If we could be more conscious to hold mm. space to want to help one another. But I think, again, it's just we're so busy in our own lives. We just direct our attention to the news or the media, <laughs> and they say there's this issue, and you just feel like you have to pick a side. That's what society does. Right. And we're missing the whole point. Mm-hmm. Love, space, communication, healing. But, man, we miss it a lot. So, yeah, let's try to be more conscious to that. Well, and, and to your point, when we're more conscious, <clears throat> What does that mean to be more conscious? What I think conscious means is to be more conscious of those in need. Mm -hmm. Because really what we look at, if we look at what causes a neighborhood to become a danger zone, what causes it to be overrun with crime and misfortune, we find that they are neighborhoods where there is not an equal amount of opportunity and that where needs are not being met. So if I'm someone who is hearing this testimony of someone in need, and I'm saying, yes, I feel you, my brother and sister, here's how I have also had my struggle. I am not asking that person, what do you, your family and your community need, and how can I wrangle my resources of, of my privileged people or neighborhood or whatever to give to you what you need? If I accept that we are totally different and I'm hearing what you need, I go, oh my God, that is so different from what I've experienced. And I want you to experience the fulfillment that you haven't had. Sure. What do you need? What does your family need? What does your community need? What crowdfunding campaign do I create? What money do I raise for what charity that needs more resources for this? Because if we're becoming conscious it doesn't mean we are people having conscious conversations at coffee houses. It means we're becoming con- conscious that there are those in need and there are those who have had their needs met yeah. many times over. And it's literally just a redistribution of resources. And so I believe when we are really listening to someone as if I don't know their reality, I need to listen. I could parallel it to, oh, I felt pain. Right. Well, that's nice. That's not what this is about. Right. It's about they're in pain. How do I help? Yeah. And even if, it's, I, even if it's I pray for them, I ask the universe to manifest for them. Mm-hmm. I vision board for community. I mean, could you imagine? Here's what I'd like to do. This is just an aside. Yeah. I would love to there be a day where instead of or in addition to people vision boarding for their own individual lives, they're, they're vision boarding for mis- you know, disadvantaged neighborhoods. Wouldn't that be That's really cool. a skyrocket opportunity where we get together as families? You want to raise conscious children? We're going to vision board for people in neighborhoods that don't have enough. And we're going to imagine food and shelter for everyone. Then we're going to do a food drive and we're going to raise food for people. And then we're going to go make meals and give them to people who sleep on the streets and give them blankets during the winter. I want to see that kind of world. So I kind of teach from this I don't want to say radical, but this direct, totally. like, like it's wonderful to have conversations about you you've had pain. I've had pain, but I need to be in a place to serve you. Yeah. And I need to serve you 
by first understanding what we do not have in common. And the less we have in common, the more the diversity of differences actually brings oneness to life. Yeah. I love that. I like the vision board for other people because you're right. Even I'm not going to say I'm guilty of it because I'm still learning and becoming conscious, right? But you know, being here, it is very self-centered and focused. That's our experience. We've been put in this mm-hmm. body and we're trying to figure this out, but it goes kind of back to the, we are all one, Yeah, you know, thought process of we are all connected. And if you do well, I yeah. do well. And Absolutely. yes, manifest for yourself, do things, pray for yourself, focus on yeah. yourself, but also how cool is that to do it for other people? You're right. I mean, just group meditating meditating as one is wonderful but think prayer a lot a group of people even more energy going flowing out into the universe if we can all do that think of the change it's it's a glorious thing and it makes me so excited to hear that and we can all feel it and it's 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 all right here like the truth the truth that i speak of that is an aside it's all right here like for example when i eat a meal I set intentions with every bite of food I eat, may Mm -hmm. every starving person be fed and nourished emotionally and nutritionally, Mm -hmm. right? When I'm manifesting in my life, I say, may I manifest so to make the pathways of other people's abundance more open and available to them. I like that. So that every single thing that I'm doing is a part of a collaborative global effort. And just in my heart for where my life has gone, how deep my journey has gone and how deep surrender has occurred in me. There is at a certain point, enough mesmerizing realizations of truth in our own selves. I am one with the universe. I am all that is all that stuff. Then the interesting game happens, which is okay. Now that I've realized I am the one a thousand times over I've, I've, I've celebrated this from every perspective. How am I going to now test drive my newly infinite embodiment as I walk a planet of people in need of help? And, and which is all a play of divinity serving divinity to awaken divinity within the garden of divinity. So, you know, I, I really think that in this day and age, I love that more spiritual things are getting out there. The conversations are broadening. And of course, you know, like I said, absorption foreshadows transcendence. So we have a lot of absorption of sides, yeah. you know, and, and that, and I, and I get that. And it's all a part of the thing. But I think if we start to look at who needs help, what do they need? Even if you went through your cabinets and found canned foods that, that are in the back of your shelves and it went to a, a soup kitchen. Even if you went out and, and made food and, and fed people with Tupperware, whatever it's gonna be. As long as we every day, like exercising our muscles, whether it's lifting weights or doing cardio training, if every day we are flexing the helping muscles every day, we're actually all going to find more of the spiritual balance we need with less time processing within ourselves. And, and it isn't that like the most incredible freedom that it, it's the helping of other people that actually frees us from our own process. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I love that. And 
I had been advised, not advised, I had been talking to a medium in the past and she mentioned that, you know, when you pray or meditate or manifest, be specific in why you want what you want and what will you do with it. For instance, even, yes, it's still my family, but it's not just myself. (laughs) So I pray that I can be healthy and my husband and I can, you know, have enough money to support our household so that I can raise my daughter into being a good, beautiful soul. But, you know, keep putting that out there to whatever you do to the next person and the next person, the next person, right? So I'm trying to remember that too, that it's okay to ask for things and want things, but how can you then, once you have your resource, how can you help other people too? And if they're Mm -hmm. doing that for you and the community, like like it just all interlaces. So we just have to kind of be conscious to that. Um, I was going to ask you something. I totally forgot. I love this subject. This could, yeah, this could go on forever. Just this one topic. Well, I agree. And, you know, just to add to what you're saying, yeah. and this is just is kind of dropped in intuitively. What if as one of the new ways of manifesting abundance, and this is just um, something I'm going to suggest because it just literally dropped in, into my channel. What if one of the new ways of manifesting abundance, and we think of something like tithing, which is like a way of, you know, spiritually mm-hmm. offering donations to, to things that we appreciate that help us grow. What if someone were to say like, okay, let's say someone hypothetically wants to manifest a million dollars, just hypothetically. Sure. And they think to themselves, oh, with a million dollars, I'm going to have this and I'm going to have that. And even just a million dollars in my bank account is going to make me feel a whole lot more relaxed, even though that's not really what causes us to feel real relief. But in our world, people think that. What if someone were to say to themselves, I'll manifest a million dollars. And here is the percentage of that million dollars I will give to this specific charity to affect this exact change for the greater good of humanity. If, if people actually in their manifestation always had a portion of it going to charity and everyone has the right to decide how much, because that's our free will. Right. But if you always associate universe, bring me this prosperity and this much will go for furthering this global positive cause. Can we all feel right now how much faster that drops in because actually coming from a more empowered, abundant place, because truly the reason why we are magically able to prosper is to be more helpful and inspirational in the lives of others, whether inspiring others to grow, evolve and wake up or to supply them with the resources that brings more ethical, uh, environments to all of our neighborhoods so that all people can be safe, can be educated, can have food, you know, that kids can live in families where they're not just getting a meal at school or that they have books to read from and opportunities to go to a university and, 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 and then have the space to fathom what they dream of being to affect more good for the world. So I think if we're going to manifest abundance, my, again, just dropped in right now, a portion of it goes to a specific charity. Mm, I love it. And I think we'll all be amazed at, at the results. I love it. I do. And again, just we're all human. And that's what we're trying to learn yeah. here, right? Is to separate ourselves from the ego. But I remember when you were talking about that stuff, as a kid, like I think my mom or dad was going to give like a homeless person some money. Mm. And I was like, well, how do you know they're not just going to go like buy a beer or something with it? I remember my mom saying, I want to give in my heart 
That's my yes. decision, and I'm going to give with the best intention. What they choose to do with it is their choice. Yes. Because I'm thinking about all the stuff that's going on in the world, you know, oh, if you help this charity, are they really going to get it? Are they going to use it for other things? Or Sure. You know, these people are hurting and they're doing horrible things. We're not going to help them or whatever. But I just feel like, I don't know how to explain it. Um, giving with the best intent to help and love, that's all you can do. And we have no that's choice what do. other people are going to do. Mm -hmm. But if we all just had that compassion inside, wow, wouldn't that be amazing? And I, I think she gave it to him and he's like really gra grateful. You could just see it on his face and it's just, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but I was just thinking about when you were saying that, like, we don't really have control of, of what people can, what, you know, people do. It doesn't have yeah. to just be money, by the way. I love, oh, I know it's going to say. I also sometimes wouldn't have money with me or I didn't feel like I wanted to give the money, which is fine. But sometimes mm -hmm. when I do pass people that are, have a sign up, whether they're being authentic or not, right. I say a prayer for them of love. You That's don't always it. have to just give money or things, right? Like you said, you of can course. just pray for somebody too. So it comes in all, you can do it in energ energetically or with resources. Right. And mix it up, you know, do what you feel is right in your heart, but... What a world we do live in. People do do those things, but if we could all do it a little more. I agree. And I think, you know, when we live in a world where, you know, and that's what I was saying earlier, like whether it's actual give resources or, or sometimes the resources is a commodity like money. Sure. Sometimes it's actually food. Sometimes it's time. And sometimes it's actually just a blessing, right? Yeah. All these different things. But if there can be, a, if as a spiritual practice, if there can be a moment in life where anyone we pass by, even just a blessing. Yeah. I've helped that person. Totally. If I give money to a charity that is not in the up and up, right? Sure. And it all went to someone's vacation in the Cayman Islands. I don't know. Yeah. Um, here's what's interesting energetically. If I give money to a charity that is not in the up and up for some reason, yeah. and my team likes to vet things very thoroughly to make sure that's not the case. Sure. Let's say I do that. It goes to a very diabolical circumstance but energetically, because I gave from such yeah. a pure place, then I motivate in the quantum field some other donor yeah. to donate to a charity I didn't know about that actually affects the very thing that I was trying to resolve. So then I look back and I went, oh, my donation worked. Totally. It, 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 it kind of did roundabout, yeah. Yeah. but because my purity of giving came from such a pure place, the purity of that intention does everything. Yeah. And so this idea that we have to kind of make sure, and I appreciate the thoughtfulness of like sure. making sure where our money goes and being thoughtful, yeah. but there is such a higher force yeah. through all this. Your intention. You're right. And the biggest yeah. thing is, can I be helpful in the lives of those around me? Even if I'm driving down the street and I say, may all people in traffic around me find more joy and clarity and alignment now. Ooh, I love it. Instead of just yeah. having a moment of thinking about myself, which is fine, what if we took a moment to think about the myself that exists as other people? Yeah. And so it's just a broadening of our perspective, really. Totally. And yeah, I mean, I think about myself all the time. I'm a, I'm a human, <laughs> but when I don't, I've done that before too. I'm driving and I'll just kind of like, you know, maybe when I'm not on the freeway, but like a slow uh, you know, yeah. back road. And I'll just kind of start looking at the people I pass and I'm just, I hope you have a good day. Like, I love you. Mm -hmm. I love you. And 
the feeling is even so much more fulfilling than thinking about yourself. Like it just, I don't know, we got to practice more love and more compassion. Um, it is, it's amazing though, that people are, are thinking like this, talking about this on podcasts and, um, yeah. you know, so much negativity is always talked about. There's a lot of really good things happening. Yeah. People are waking up, people are becoming more conscious. Um, yeah, we just, we got to stick together and pray and just have each other's backs. This is an interesting, hard, but beautiful time to be here. Yes. And I guess just kind of before we close, um, I wanted to ask your opinion or your, what you could channel through. Yeah. Kind of this different, like this, um, with all these traumas going on. Mm-hmm how do we kind of learn to understand free will versus maybe some things that are predetermined or, you know, why do bad things happen here? Um, right. Was it planned for our soul's growth? I mean, I don't expect a, a crisp answer because it may not translate <laughs> that from divine, yeah. but as a human, just to help further understand and grow, what, what can you kind of add, I guess, in that area? Does that make sense? It does make sense. Okay. I think the guarantee, the guarantee, the destiny yeah. is that anything that happens is giving all of us an opportunity to grow and evolve to the next level of our consciousness. Yeah. How many levels of consciousness will we complete and reach in one lifetime mm-hmm. is up to us. Yeah. We're all going to get to where we're going. We're all determining how many lifetimes it will take. And of course, trying to do it in the shortest amount of time doesn't really do the trick, of course. But really what it is, is that it, whatever happens is always containing within it a seed of consciousness. And the seed of consciousness says you can use this as an evolutionary advantage to transcending your limitations and to stepping into a higher version of yourself. You can do that if you choose. You can choose to also see it a lot of different ways, which will be their own ancillary level of wisdom and lessons that will prepare you for that choice down the road. Mm. So I think what we're all deciding with our free will is how direct of a trajectory we're on, which is really fundamentally reflective of how truly desiring we are to know ourselves as truth, to be a soul and physical body. And really, when we think about why do bad things happen on a collective level, just to kind of tie everything together, what we're talking about is that the world manifests these things because what do negativity, negative things do? It puts people in a state of need. Mm. And what does a state of need do but inspires other people to help? So world peace will be when a planet is filled with people willing to help and negativity is the reactivity of need and need is when i am so deficient i forget to be helpful to those around me and then i need others to help me to reflect back to me the consciousness rewaking up see it's all connected it's all connected we're all connected that's what i keep trying to remind myself and others (laughs) the toilet paper we're all connected (laughs) you take all of it it hurts me I share some with you. It helps you. Either way, it affects, I mean, it's a stupid example, but like it's a good physical example of how our supply chain, we're all really connected. And if one 
thing changes. It changes for everybody. So we have to be mindful of how we treat one another and what we do, whether it's with resources or energy. Right. Um, Someone asked me a funny thing. It was so funny. They said, not funny, but I gave a funny answer, but it was a truthful answer. And they said, well, Matt, what will we do if the food supply chain runs out? And I said, we'll have to befriend our neighbors. With gardens. We'll have to grow. We'll have to come together. We'll have to harvest. We'll have to Which is what they used to do and people used to do, but we're just so used to having things prepared for us, right? (laughs) I know. Is there, is there an app for that? Yeah. But. Well, probably, but yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Oh man. Well, I mean, we could go on and on, but I feel like this is a really good, just Mm, kind of flowed and I loved it. And it's so relevant for what's going on right now. I really hope that people this resonated with people. I know it did for me because I've been feeling kind of the heaviness. Yeah. And I just, I know it's good in the end, but it's hard a little bit, you know, but I know, I know we're growing and I know things are coming out and it's a chance to heal. It's an opportunity to heal. Right. So we just, we have to be kind to ourselves and others right now, especially just, wow. There's a lot. Right. Um, yeah. And and I think that's really the key is while, you know, like in this interview, we felt like the heavy, we can feel the energy of the interview, right? There was a heaviness, yeah. but we felt like also an opening and a release. Very up, I feel very inspired though, too. Very inspired, right? Yeah. Absorption, foreshadows, transcendence. Yeah. So we experienced that exact flow in this, in yeah. this conversation. And I think that as we take this energy from this time together, and as everyone who's watching and listening, it takes this moment of, experience into our lives, I think it's really important to remember we move just a little slower. Yeah. We respond a little more gently. We love just a little more thoughtfully. Yeah. We we give a little bit more generously. Mm-hmm. We 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 understand that this that we have talked about today is where life is going. Not everyone has gotten the download quite yet. So it's really quite paramount to love ourselves more, not less, because it's the only way we're going to have the capacity to tolerate people as they come through the old and into this new reality of, wow, being helpful is what spares me of being absorbed in myself. And being helpful is what helps me transcend the absorption of fear and being helpful is actually what fulfills me greater than having all the things I currently don't have and wish I did. Right. And then helpfulness becomes the gateway to salvation. And of course, we get there by loving ourselves. Yeah. I love it. Yep. I'll be reminding myself that when I go online next time. <laughs> don't be triggered. Just... How can I help you? How can I help you? What can I do? How can I have be of service to you? It's like a barking dog. I don't fear the dog is going to bite me. And if it's barking, I kind of may have a little distance, but I kind of lean, lean down. I go, what, what do you need? What's up? Yeah. You're Hold making on. noise. And so there's something you need from me. How can I help you? Do you need some water? Do you need some food? And all of a sudden, with a little bit of resources, yeah. the scary animal yeah. Is, 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 is a puppy or a kitten or whatever all yeah. over again. Yeah. And the same is for human beings. Yeah. When we are served, 
we are all our God essence. When we are not our God essence, my God, who hurt you? What little do you have to be and act this desperately? Right, right. And how can I serve you? Totally. That's what's going to heal this planet. Oh, I love it. Yeah, thank you for shedding light on that. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Loved having you. Um, well, it was a really thoughtful conversation and it soul fueling. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, where can people find you online, your books, your Instagram, all the things? Tell people. Oh my goodness. Well, Instagram, I am at mattcon1, M A T T K A H N 1. And my website is www.mattcon.org. That's M A T T K A H N.org. And if you go to my website, you can sign up for my free newsletter. You get a free you know, activation, which, which is actually one of my favorite downloads I've ever done. Uh, that people really, really love. But on there, there's an events page for the events I'm doing. You know, one day, soon in-person events, but, you know, virtual and all my books are on Amazon and I have a new book coming out next year that I'm, it's called Holding Space. Ooh, okay. And it's, I think it's just so perfectly oh, timed. So, cool. you know, and, and on YouTube, I have hundreds of free videos that, that people, and I am going to start doing YouTube videos again <clears throat> because I always want to offer resources yeah. when people say, I don't know what to do. You know, I want to be helpful to inspire helpfulness in other people because that's how we, we, we pass it forward or we pay it forward. So mattcon.org is my website and, and that's where all the information is for events and, and, and everything. And, and it's just it's an honor to be here with you. It's an honor to meet you. Yeah, and yeah. Thank, thank you I for your fun. service. Thank you for your oh, service. It's my pleasure. I, I love it. I mean, I, I believe I'm here to communicate and to have guests like your, you. It's a gift mm-hmm. to share with others, but I mean, I, I feel humbled that I get to speak with people and, and learn from others, different perspectives, and mm-hmm. I think it's amazing. It's been so fun. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll link um, all of that in the description of the, the show and the notes, so anyone that's listening will put your book title and your website and everything. Um, and I just I thank everyone for listening. And just in the uh, theme of the show, let's just send out some good vibes to everybody. I know Mm. in my circle, uh, there's been a lot of people saying that they feel the heaviness. So let's just put that out that anyone that's listening, um, may peace and love be with you, no matter what you're going through. And if you you feel called to share this episode, just to keep passing along uh, the good vibes. That's, That's what this show is about, is positivity and love and growth. So thank you for listening. Thank you. If, if I could just add really yeah, quick, also, yeah, I love what you're saying. I also want to add peace and love to our brothers and sisters in Haiti. Yes, absolutely. To all men, women, and children in Afghanistan. Yes. yes. And, and 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 to all and and to people affected by wildfires and just to may may all, may all beings. There's may a lot all beings, going on. Yeah, may all everybody. beings be free. Yeah, I do pray for mm. that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that need some help right now. Yeah. Um. So again, thank you for tuning in to Lauren.Live. You can find me on Instagram at RealLaurenLive and uh, my website, Lauren.Live. Appreciate all of you listening and we wish you nothing but the best. Take care. Thank you. Mm